Welcome to Dark Horse Matters, the show about passionate people and their pursuit toward dreams. On the show, we talk about their energy and their hunger, their relentless hunger to win in life. Um, I never get tired of talking about this subject. It, it never goes out of style for me. I, every time I meet and introduce a new passionate person to this audience here, it just lets the fire within. And um, yeah, that's why the conversation just never gets old. So um, if you're new and visiting us for the first time, don't forget to like and subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified every single time we have a new passionate soul sharing their story with you. You never know, it could resonate. And if you're returning, thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate you guys. And it's been a lot of fun. So today we have a youngster in the house, a whopping 20 years old. Um, he's not even legally allowed to drink yet. <laughs> but if he was, he probably wouldn't be wasting his time doing that because it's going to hinder his ability and speed and rush towards success and freedom. I'm so impressed with this young man. I love interviewing young people on this show because it just, you know, it shows this energy of this new dynamic and era of the young people today. And it's very empowering and inspiring. I love his energy, his strong entrepreneurial mindset. Um, in such a young man. I met him in the financial services arena and in Elite Circle. You guys keep hearing me talk about this group and it's probably not gonna be the last time because every single quarter, a new group of passionate souls get thrown into the mix and it's very impossible to not notice them and impossible to not gravitate. So um, he is a wolf in the making and I have no doubt that great things are gonna arise from this young man. So please give a warm welcome to CEO, future CEO in the making, <laughs> Jamal <laughs> Clark. <laughs> Thank you for coming on here, I appreciate you. Thank you Beverly for introducing me. <laughs> I know it can be some dramatic sometimes, but I just get so excited whenever I talk to young people on this show, especially young people like you, people who just have so much drive and hunger to succeed in life. And so I want to, uh, before we go into those kind of questions about where that came from, um, can you give the audience a, a little background about yourself? Like, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So my name is Jamal Clark, and I am originally from New Orleans. Uh, so I've been in finances for about three years. I started studying the stock market and before the, well, before the recession, <laughs> right? And I've been intrigued about finances ever since. I mean, uh, coming from New Orleans, like there's only like one occupation that you could really be in and succeed in and have like a lot of success, which is like food. <laughs> and um, being in New Orleans, it was just something that I wanted to get out of because it has a high nativity rate, right? Meaning that people live there and they die there. And I always just knew that there was more to life, you know, than just where you're from, right? So I took the chance, you know, by going to college in 2018, right? I was going to a private university uh, at Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois, and I realized that wasn't for me, especially paying you know, almost 60,000 a year. And I've been traveling, you know, since just getting my feet wet around the country, you know, had a lot of failures, had a lot of hiccups, um, you know, and, you know, still having a lot of hiccups as well, just to 
get to where I am and where I want to be because I know it, it requires us to try. So it's just a okay. I, you know, I love that New Orleans. Um, I had one opportunity to go there and I didn't make it there because of a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> so I will make it there at some point. Just that place is just so full of culture and history. And I love that about where you're from. But I love how adventurous you are at such a young age. I just remember being so afraid when I was your age. And my idea of adventure was moving to LA. You know, of course I had my sisters to support me. We were together, so I wasn't alone, you know, but um, I just remember that fear of that, that vast, you know, world being so big out there and so much things, but also very excited. So I, I like that your, your um, adventure mentality of going out there and experiencing life, which is so important. A lot of times people don't want to make mistakes, you know, I, I don't mm -hmm. want to make, so they don't venture out and experience, but experience is how you build character in life, man. It's important. So that's really good to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about your family? So I grew up in a, a single parent household. Where, well, you know, at the start of my really developing ages around five, it was a, it was a household of two parents. And then my mom and my dad got into it. So by the time I was eight, my dad went to prison. And, you know, for, let's just say he was, a, you know, for selling, well, basically selling drugs, right? And he went to prison for a while. And I was just living with my mom. And it was, um, it was kind of challenging growing up in like a single parent household, especially being uh, the second oldest of two, well, three boys and two sisters, right? So I'm one of three of my brothers and I have two sisters. So it was just challenging, like seeing my mom struggle, um, go work like two jobs at one time. Um, and just seeing those experiences that in life is not really about working hard, but, you know, also working smart and working hard, because, like, if you work hard all the time, you really never have any time to enjoy those seeds that you planted, and sometimes those seeds don't get planted if you don't enjoy it and think long-term. Wow, I can't believe, you know, I, I resonate a lot with that, what you just said, you know, I come from a family of five as well, five girls, though, um, mm -hmm. and my mom, single household as well but my mom my father passed away when I was 15 so you were a lot younger when that dynamic happened in your household I can't even imagine what that must be like um where do you fall in the hierarchy are you in the middle like are you the youngest I'm the second oldest second oldest you did say that um so I don't know like I feel like where you are in the hierarchy I don't know if that makes uh a difference in your family but did did you have a specific responsibility be, in helping your mom out because you know she was a single mom and working all the time did you find like a, a dynamic in the family of who had what responsibilities so a lot of the, mm -hmm. a lot of responsibility um was primarily focused on my sister about her taking care of us her looking after us and the thing is about being like the the middle, uh, not, well, not really like the middle, but like the second oldest um, is that you don't really have as much responsibility, but it's that she's still more protective. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So there are times where I wanted to be independent and just go places on my own. And my mom would be like super protective of me. Um, she, I remember I wanted to go uh, to Washington and Washington and not earn like a trip because of my, my GPA. And she she said, oh, no, you can't go. And then like, uh, I don't even know why. I feel like it was more so because of the finances more than, you know, me going to Washington. And, you know, it was just like a, it was a battle. It was just a battle just to get there. And I didn't realize that uh, we were poor, right? And, and, and that's just like an understatement. Like I didn't, you know, I grew up in like a big house and I didn't realize that house was funded by section eight. Um, I also didn't realize that one that my mom had WIC and I'm like, okay, she never is paying for food, but she has like these little tickets where she's going in and she, you know, she's going to get like cereal, she's going to get baby formula. And I didn't realize that one, that we didn't have a lot of money and that food stamps were for people who were of low income. Right. I, I really appreciate your vulnerability sharing this with all of us, because I mean, there's so many people out there who can relate to this. But what I really appreciate about you is your um, maturity. You know, like I just remember being young and I was kind of a spoiled brat. You know, I was the youngest in my family. I have a twin sister, but, you know, everybody, I just kind of grew up with this sense that every, I was always taken care of, like nothing bad. Like I felt sheltered and shielded, you know, so I would just run full forward, you know, like, you know, like as if I was invincible without thinking. I didn't think a lot about, okay, my future, this is where I'm running towards, you know, or how is my actions affecting those around me and what I do, you know, and where you and what you went through, I just see like your mentality being so, so much different um, because of that. And, you know, I, it's really great to see that in a young person. Can you tell me a little bit about um, your siblings? Like you said, your older sister was the oldest. Mm-hmm. So she kind of like had that responsibility of taking care of everyone. What about what about your younger siblings? Like, um, how close in age is everybody? So my sister, I'm um, three years away from my sister. She is twenty four ish, like almost like two years and a half older, like three years and a half older than me. Um, and my younger brother is eighteen. Well, not the youngest, but my younger younger than me. And I have my sister who is, um, she's 16. Then I have my younger brother who is 10. There's a, a nice spread going on there. And um, do you guys look after each other? You guys all kind of just take care of each other? Is that like, what's that like? Or, or does everybody have a different personality that wants to come out and dominate <laughs> in the space? <laughs> So with, with my family is really different because like because I'm like not in New Orleans, they're very much close, more so closer to each other than they are with me. Um, but I help my sister with finances from time to time. And I also, uh, you know, just teach her about money because now she has three kids and I'm teaching her like it's important to, you know, and it's kind of selfish too to have three kids and not be able to financially provide for them, mm-hmm. All right? So I'm teaching her how to have her money work for her because I know she's used to just paying off her bills first. And I'm like, if you pay all of your bills first, what, what is, what is, like, where does that give you money for you? Right. 
All right, because like Section 8 is like government assistance is not going to last forever. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy that you're helping your family understand money and that you're learning this stuff young, at a young age. You know, like we don't learn this stuff in school. And what, but what I love about today's world is, you know, you have information at your fingertips. So if you have that drive to learn about it, you can, it's available and you can put yourself into the arenas of where you're going to be successful. So um, I, I want to talk about now, like as far as your mom, like she was working so hard. What did she do for a living? So my mom, she cooked for a living. She worked at restaurants because in New Orleans, is like the only job that you really get is like a server position. You get like a, a cook. Those are jobs that pay like the most, right? So the minimum wage in New Orleans is actually $7.25 because wow. the cost of living is super inexpensive, right? You, you take a a house in Beverly Hills and you go put it in New Orleans, that same house that's about 300000 is going to be like 80000 sometimes even 75000 in New Orleans. So your mom, like, can you tell me a little bit about her? Like, what kind of values? Because I'm sure, like, I don't know what kind of time you guys got to spend together because she was always working. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure she sounds like a, a wonderful person who protected and loved you guys. What kind of values did she instill within all of you? So she definitely is, it instilled a strong work ethic because seeing her uh, go from job to job at day at night, you know, when you're a kid and it just like feels like, oh, you don't even see your parents like, is this person coming back? Like, <laughs> you're just like, it's just, and at a certain time, you're like, is this person dead? You know, like, you're like, you're like eight years old and you're just like wanting her to come home and realizing that she's at the casino to, you know, make money at her job and then like go to the casino to you know gamble her money to make more money to provide for us it's kind of just you know stressful yeah wow i well now that you're painting a picture for me just with your background of where this hunger is coming from but can you tell me more about that like do you have any stories specifically to share of why your hunger for success is just cultivating and why you're going toward it? it. So my hunger, it started from where I grew up and what and what I know that I didn't want because I, not just my mom was on Section 8, but her siblings as well, right? And my grandmother on my dad's side, she owns a house, but she doesn't really have anything, you know, to, to show for it, right? She's in her 70s. Right, and she's sick. She doesn't have stuff like long-term care to help her. Right, she didn't really know about um, money, and they all did the best that they can do, and they all did the best that they know how they could do it. But what what I know now is that it's not really about um, what you know. It's about who you know, and how you can get to where you want to be. Because being in New Orleans, you can only see people in New Orleans, and it's not. I'm not saying it's not the, a great example, right? But it is sometimes it's the only example. And if that's your only example, that becomes your standards, right? So me moving out and traveling to many places is not, it's not for luxury of it. You know, it's because like, it's the drive to knowing that out somewhere out there is gonna be something better for me. And someone that I'm gonna meet is gonna teach me something that's gonna change my life it helped me change other people's lives. I love it. I love that. 
did you come up with that on your own or did someone teach you that that will to go out there and experience did you so, like who who inspired or how did you learn about that so with uh kind of like Robert T. Kiyosaki rich dad poor dad I had like a rich mom poor mom so in New Orleans uh, I always had like someone who was like had a little bit more money than we did I wouldn't say like it was wealthy but just a little bit more money than we did uh you know they were living the life that they wanted to live traveling where they wanted to travel you know they were always just helping the community and for a certain period of time as well when I was about 16 I also experienced homelessness right so my mom kicked me out we had like um an argument is because one she wasn't able to attend a lot of the events that I had going on at school like on the road like usually I would just sit at those events by myself and it, it, it instilled in me like entrepreneurship too because one I'm saying you know rich mom you know she's have all of this money you know taking me out to dinner taking me out to places and then my poor mom she she's never had enough time to show up for me you know and then like I didn't realize at the time what was going on you know was which was also just pretty selfish of me as well and then like uh you know it had a certain period where I was at a group home until I went to college and you know seeing people inside of that group home um like uh this is not where I want to be you know like living this life is not it's not free right and freedom is not even free there's a there's a price for everything right and and I know like we're working a job forever that's just not something I ever see myself doing you know I just never seen myself being at a place where I'm working for money because I see how it is. My mom, she worked for money her whole life. And now she's almost approaching retirement age and she has nothing to show for it. So wow, what a powerful story. You you've I feel like at your age you've experienced more than most people do in their whole life. <laughs> You know, like, that's crazy. And you have so much more life to experience, you know, and with everything that you're learning so far, you're on the right track. The The amount of good life you're going to experience is going to be so gargantuan and full of abundance. And I'm so excited for you. You're, you're really on the right track and you don't seem like the kind of person that will give up. Like I see that, um, that drive in you. And it's very inspiring to see. What is your vision? Like describe what your vision board looks like to me and how how do you expose yourself to that on a daily basis? Uh, so my vision, I actually have it with me right now, um, but it's more so pertaining to business. Um, and, it, and it's totally focused on like finances. I, I remember like I used to have a vision board where I used to have the states and um, I used to have like the minimum wage <laughs> of each state and the cost of living and how much the apartments cost all on the plaster on a big board when I was living in a group home. And someone like one of the staff walked in and she was like, Jamal, this, this is stressing. This is stressing me out. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not stressful to me because, you know, I have to know these things in order to go to where I want to go. And I'm looking um, and it, and it kind of is daunting and, and stressful, like looking at different places and like the cost of living, um, especially being up in a group home, like people are like, this person doesn't even have money. Like, how is he gonna go to all of these places and he doesn't have money? And my vision boy, I always just have it in front of me because I know like, even though it's not somewhere where I'm at right now, it's possible because someone has accomplished it. Someone has done it. 
right? And it means that if they can do it, I can do it as well. Absolutely. And I, <laughs> and I also have my vision board as a, as like a, just like a pictures. Like I take pictures of places and then I post it on social media. So a lot of times people think like, um, you know, I'm posting on social media uh, just to flaunt places that I go, but it's actually a vision board for me of what is possible. Right. I love that. Um, and, you know, when you put stuff in front of you like that, I mean, it just, when you visualize things like that, when the opportunities come up or the people that come to you that open doors for you, you are like in line with it. So you recognize those things. If you're not focusing on it, you're not going to recognize it if it's in, right in front of your face, you know, so that that's very smart, um, smart thinking of you, even if it's not, you know, attainable at the moment. Like, I love that. I love actually, I kind of want to do that now. <laughs> like just <laughs> seeing the cost of living on every state. That's very smart. Because, you know, especially if you want to go places, you want to see, you know, where you can be the most successful, especially if you have specific goals. Very, very cool. Um, can you tell me like what places you have visited already? Um, so New York, um, New Jersey, uh, West Virginia, I think that's at the bottom of it, West Virginia, um, Florida, Atlanta, Alabama, um, Mississippi. I'm from Louisiana. I, I lived in Texas, um, Las Vegas, uh, California, um, in the Indiana, Ohio, and um, there's a state between that that I might be missing. Indianapolis, I believe so. Amazing. I can't believe that you've traveled that much already at your age. Definitely more places I've been. <laughs> wow. I, I'm in Atlanta. Love this city. Mm -hmm. An amazing city to be in. Is there any specific places you're gravitating toward, like permanently, or do you like where you're at? You're in California now, right? Los Angeles. How do you like um, it there? I spent about 15 years of my life in LA. <laughs> uh, I like it because it it's like a, its own country. Like California is like its own country. Like you have places like Big Bear where it gets super cold, and then like if you want to go somewhere where it gets like where it has like really nice weather and it's like pretty much sunny all the time, places like San Diego, and then you have like places where it's really like arid and like hot sometimes, like in um Fontana and like in a uh, uh, San Bernardino area where it's like pretty much hot and it doesn't really rain as much. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I appreciated that about um, LA. It's, it feel, you feel like you get a little bit of everything in one place over there. I wanted to ask you, um, when, when you're on your pursuit toward where you're going, like what kind of habits do you have? Like what kind of habits are you um, doing every single day to make sure you're getting to where you want to go um so some of my habits are exercising um watching something educational listening to an audiobook so two of my favorite authors are Dale Carnegie and Robert T. Kiyosaki 
right? When I first started listening to Robert T. Kiyosaki, I thought he was a pessimist. <laughs> I, thought he was a ser- I thought he was a serial pessimist. And um, I was like, this man is really smart about money, but he's very pessimistic, right? And I started listening to him before like the pandemic was actually pandemicing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so crazy because he, he you know, predicted this recession. You know, he predicted 2008. Uh, he predicted so much. And it's just, you know, uh, I make sure that I also just have like a, a daily habit of like my daily Robert T. Kiyosaki intake, <laughs> making sure that like, I'm reading something about him, listening to something about him. As well as you know, just keeping up with like you know markets and you know networking with people because a lot of times people think that I am um an extrovert. You know, I have mm-hmm. extroverted you know energy and I can have extroverted tendencies, but I'm not an extrovert. Most of my time is spent inside of my apartment or spent inside of the gym. <laughs> I love that you like um Robert Kiyosaki because I mean I, I feel like that book that he wrote, the one he's famous for, um, Rich Dad or Poor Dad the way he wrote that book is just so clever because it's relatable, you know, it's very emotionally like relatable for everybody. And that's really the key in capturing people's attention. And when it comes to education about something as important as finances, I mean, that's a gift, you know, he wrote another book. Let me find the title of it. It's something about network marketing, uh, Mm -hmm. his other book, I don't know if you you know the title of it off the top of your head, um, but he, I mean, he predicted that being like the new um, way of doing business, which is, you know, it's through network marketing. And how true is that? And after the pandemic happened, you know, I, I can feel the shift happening, you know, like the great resignation and all that kind of stuff going on. Um, really getting outside your comfort zone of being an introvert into the you know, the roles of networking and uh, communicating with people and reaching out to people. I mean, that's like, if you're going to be successful at all, that's a skill that's like necessary to master. And um, I am so happy that you're, you're just facing it head on. And, you know, at a young age, you have so much time, um, you know, Dave Ramsey, I'm sure you've heard of him. He, he always says your greatest um, wealth building tool is your youth. You know, all those years to mm-hmm. compound interest and knowledge and experience. Um, it, you know, if I could go back, you know, in time to when I was your age, you know, and just keep the wisdom that I have here, gosh, that would be so <laughs> valuable, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of do have a do over. But since I don't have that option, you know, I just have to take what I know and, and make the best of it now and compound everything sh- in a shorter period of time. But I just think you're so inspiring while you're doing this because you're an entrepreneur now. Mm -hmm. um, Are you doing anything else to bring money in while you're working on your business? Um, So I also trade stocks. So I'm learning more about stock options as well as uh, crypto and Forex. And, you know, sometimes I just do Uber on the side too to just bring income in. Um, And that's like money that pays the bills. And then the money outside of Uber is money that funds my dreams. Right. Very, very. I mean, I like that you chose, you know, some way uh, additional source of income, which is everybody needs that now. Like before in the past, you had one person in a household that went to work and 
just made the money and it was enough. But now it's like you have two person household and even that requires additional forms uh, of income. And if you're not doing it, you're missing out, you know, it's not enough usually. And I, I like that you chose uh, ones where you still have control over your time, which mm -hmm. is a trend that everybody is moving towards these days. You know, not having control of your time is just, um, it's very, oh. it's like being in a prison. <laughs> you don't have the freedom to do all the things you're passionate about. So I, I see that you're very money driven and, and be, not because you're selfish or you know materialistic or whatnot, but because you know the power behind having money is, you know, gives you that freedom. Um, be, is there anything else that you're passionate about, like um, outside the field of finances? Um, and that is giving back uh, because I was raised by a village of people and everywhere I went, you know, there was always someone that was uh, caring for me. Just like I grew up in a, a single um, household with my mom. It was always just like black women, uh, white women. Uh, it was always like a strong female presence that was in my life that was always just helping me. That was always just like catering to me, giving me like the resources I need. Um, I remember being in college and I left college because it's, it was super expensive. It was a private university. And even though like I had scholarships, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know? They get you in by saying, oh, you know, we're gonna give you scholarships, but, you know, and I, and I chose the college because it was far away, but then I left it, right? After like uh, the, the second trimester in my freshman year, and I was just figuring it out because I was like, I could go back to New Orleans, which I'm not going to do. All right. And I was like, or I could stay here. And then I was figuring everything out. My first day in Chicago, um, my phone bill was not paid. <laughs> I was using Wi-Fi of the bus to get around. I was figuring out where to go stay because I definitely was not sleeping on the street. Um, and I remember carrying all of my bags with me. And I had my suitcase and I had a duffel bag. And um, I went to like this, this store and um, I was going to get food. And I went to go get food and I, well, I, didn't, I went to go order water um, because that was, that was pretty much all I had enough for, water. And um, I went to go ask for water and the lady next to me was her and her husband and she was like, oh, who comes to a store, like a, a restaurant and just orders water, all right? And then like, uh, so she offered me and she was like, uh, because she seen I had my bag and I had my laptop and everything inside of that from college and my, my suitcase and she offered to buy me uh, food. And I was like, no, no. And she was like, no, I got you. And she was like, anything that you need, you know, she was like, just tell me like a lesson in life. It's just like, never be afraid to ask. And it was just like a very, very emotional, a very very emotional event because like she was crying I was crying <laughs> and then um she actually bought me a phone uh and you know they gave me like their contact number they're like if you need anything you know don't hesitate to reach out and yeah it's just been like a a life lesson just to always ask people um for help and I kind of got off track there 
Wow. No, no, no. I loved it. This I'm like ready to cry right now. What a powerful story. And you know, I like hearing stories like this because it, it gives you that, you know, faith in humanity and social media has so much negativity out there. Sometimes like all these movies that people are into watching in Netflix or whatever is so dark. Like, I feel like the darkness of humanity is such a trend right now. But when I mm-hmm. hear real life stories of generosity from a complete stranger, like what you just went through, well, I mean, it, it brings tears to my eyes because I'm just like, wow. You know, and I love that, that that is your passion to give back because the fact that you attracted this kind of um, beautiful humanity into your life, that says a lot about yourself too, because if you were a horrible person, you probably wouldn't have attracted that to you, you know, Mm -hmm. in the time of need that you had. So, I mean, that's God. I mean, there's no other way to call it, but God, you know, (laughs) it's a God uh, in some shape or form. And wow, just a beautiful story. And just a testament to who you are and the places that you're going to go. Do you still keep in contact with those people? So I actually lost the phone. The phone that they gave me was the phone that I had that contact in. (laughs) So I don't keep in contact with them, but she always said, she always told me to pay it forward. And every time that I'm at like a grocery store in New Orleans and I see someone that's in need, you know, well, a grocery store anywhere now, right? I'm like, pay it forward. You know, it just lives on with me. Wow. Yes. Very, very um, a good way to live life. And the fact that you experience that, you know, it's just the gratitude that you can have going forward. It's, it, it's so powerful and it, it's so important to pay it forward because that's what's beautiful about being human. You know, the fact that we can be generous to each other and show a complete stranger, you know, some love and um, giving people a chance, it could be a life-changing event for somebody, even if you don't keep in contact with them, just even asking somebody, are you okay? You know, just that alone can, could really make a huge difference in someone's life. And a meal by a complete stranger offered to you when all you had was enough for water and water's what, free, right? <laughs> you know, like, Wow. I mean, that is just a very compelling story. And I thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. You gave us a little bit about your, who influenced you. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, um, is there anybody else that like, who are you reading right now? Um, I'm sure you read a ton of books. Uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win and Influence People. Oh, that's a good, that's a classic for sure. Um, I always, uh, love reading and just audiobooks too because it can pour into your head even faster <laughs> and you know that's another thing that I love about the group that we're involved in with Elite Circle because they put you in front of these books that you never would know to read and um, it's just been very um, helpful and and very educational and very valuable so I always have a list going and, and every time they introduce something new into my life, you know, it, it's always made a huge difference and um, why I keep joining no matter what, because I know it's going to put me in that arena to learn more and more. So very cool. I'm so like grateful to have met you through that, um, you know, association of that group, which is probably the most valuable thing 
um, in elite circle. I think that you can gain from being a part of that group is, is the associations that you make with people. Like I, I have a couple of friends that I made. We talk literally like we're still on the same team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we got thrown into a team, but you know, like after that, you're always gonna be on a team together and helping each other move forward and teaching each other what you've learned and very valuable. And it's always good to move forward together that way. So where do you see yourself in, I don't know, five years? Where do you picture yourself being in five years? Definitely outside of Hollywood. I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Babylon. That's what I used to call Hollywood. Babylon. Uh, um more more so likely in like a place like beverly hills or like the valley or like century city um or just like even places like altadena um or pasadena because it's, it's much more quiet you know and peaceful and it's like you know when people when i tell it to people they're like oh that's more for people who you know have like a family life and it's like I have family, like my friends here are my family. My mm-hmm. business, my business friends are my family, you know? And it's just like, uh, I feel like I'm ensembled by people who love and care about me. And I always just, I don't really like the, the riffraff of the city, you know, mm-hmm. especially living in places like Houston, especially living in places like uh, New Orleans, especially living in places like uh, New York, especially New York, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and having like a, a team built, uh, like a big team and having like a, a team name, you know, which I haven't decided which I'm going to come up with yet and just branding that and also just like helping. Um, my goal is to help like a, a thousand families in the next five years. And I'm pretty sure it could be done in like a, uh, I mean, a sooner amount of time, but the goal is just a thousand, you know, and also building my social media up to a hundred K. Okay. Those are great goals and definitely attainable for you. And I can totally see you doing it in shorter than five years as well. Um, What about, have you ever thought about like your version uh, at my age? I'm like in my forties, you know, like do you ever envision that far out of where you'll be in 20 years? So that far out, I don't even know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like I can't picture myself being old. <laughs> you, know, you said that I just thought about like a, a huge white yacht. And it's not, it's not because like, oh, it's not because of wanting like luxurious things. It's because like I, I I picture like bigger things, you know, and you know, it's so that you could you could accomplish way more in 10 years. People overestimate what they accomplished in like one year and underestimate what they accomplished in 10 years. And you said 20 years out. And I'm just thinking like 20 years, it's just a whole nother feel. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I I look at people in our business, you know, um, Jay Gutierrez, I don't know if you heard of him or follow him on Mm -hmm. Instagram. I mean, he started the business when he was young, like you. And now he's just, I mean, he's the epitome of uh, financial freedom, you know, he, he can literally do whatever he wants, you know, and um, I just love that. And he's only in his early thirties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I look at you now and I can totally see that for you in a short period of time. And I think about me in my early thirties, you know, like I still felt that that was 
I mean, that is so young still yet, you know, like you still have so much life ahead of you. And if you can achieve that kind of freedom at that time in your life, I mean, that is just uh, a lot to say. And you're, you're going to get there. I, I can totally see it. You're, you're hungry and you're, I love how you're just, you know, a lot already. And you've had the desire to learn about finances. And a lot of people don't understand the power of that education and in like when people think about money it's just okay I can buy this or buy that I need this to buy this you know but it's such a foundational piece of life you know it's energy money mm -hmm. is energy um and when you have it and understand it there's so much you can do in your life you know and to help others and that is just probably the main reason why I'm in this business is because I want to be able to understand it so well that I can have that kind of freedom and have, you know, the ability to just really help other people. And I'm a creative person. Like my dream is to impact the world with my creativity, you know, somehow. But unfortunately, my kind of creativity I have going in my head requires a multi-million dollar budget. <laughs> you know? So I'm never going to attain that unless I understand what money is and how it works so mm -hmm. you know so much power behind it and i'm so happy that you're learning about it and that you're in the perfect place to do that oh i i cannot thank you enough for coming on here and sharing your story you have such a powerful story and i have a feeling that you're going to touch a lot of people out there listening and it's going to inspire a lot of people so i appreciate you thank you <laughs> thank you Beverly. do you want to give everybody your social media handles so people can follow you and follow your story, see where you're going and be on the journey with you. Can you share that with us? Yeah, so my Instagram is Jamal, P-R-K-R, -R, so J-A-M-A-L-L-P-R-K-R, -L -L and that's one L, Jamal Parker, P-R-K-R, -R, and then my um, LinkedIn is Jamal Clark, and my uh my Facebook is Jamal Clark. Okay. I will go ahead and put that in the descriptions too so people can find you and connect with him, you guys. Root for him. And if you have any questions, you know, about what he knows, reach out to him. He can help you. All right. Thank you, Jamal. I appreciate you coming on here, sharing your powerful story with everyone. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on Dark Horse Matters, the show about people and their passions and their pursuit toward dreams. If you haven't already, like and subscribe. These are the kind of stories that we have every week. And if you um, are returning, thanks again for your support. Until next time, you guys, be passionate.